Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health podcast, the podcast for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals and understand how their body really works, which actually is quite fitting for the guest we have today. I am your host. I'm Shemaine Laney. I'm a fitness and nutrition expert, certified iridologist and biohacker. I'm very happy to have you all back with me for another part of your day. We have an amazing guest on today, but before we go on, I must remind you that the information in these podcast episodes is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice. Please consult your health practitioner before making any lifestyle changes. So today we're joined by Dr. Joseph Antoon, hopefully I pronounced that correct. He is CEO and chairman of the board of El Nutra and member of the Forbes Business Development Council. Um, some of you may recognize his partner who we just had a quick conversation about, Dr. Walter Longo. So I'm sure you're going to be very intrigued in this conversation. Joseph, if you don't mind me calling you, Joseph, is also um, former CEO of Health Systems Reform, a boutique consultancy aimed at improving public health by reforming health systems. Uh, he was also director of health policy at the University of Chicago, editor-in-chief at the Journal of Health Systems and Reform, and head of business development for Eli, Lilly, and Co. So you have quite the resume, Dr. Antoon, and I'm excited to get into this conversation. I'd mentioned to you before um, we started recording my followers, I think a lot of people right now are somewhat familiar with fasting um, and the different variations of fasting. So before we get into that, what led you into this world and what exactly are you doing right now? Well, uh, lovely to be with you today. And, uh, you know, I sometimes say, start my podcast saying, hopefully we're going to change somebody's life today. So stay tuned because I think we will Mm -hmm. And it could be you, and we want you to, you meaning one of the audience, we want you to kind of, you know, listen carefully and hopefully a couple of things you can you can consider for, for enhancing your health span, uh, mm -hmm. living a healthier, longer life. Um, you know, I, I've been in healthcare for over 20 years. I started as a physician, MD, PhD, and, and, and did my studies at Harvard and Hopkins, and I had the entire world of healthcare in front of me. But then I got a little bit disappointed with the system whereby I was I was seeing people after they're sick. I wasn't doing prevention. So I was doing a sick care rather than health care. And I was just diagnosing them with one of the chronic disease mainly and giving them multi-pills, one for cholesterol, one for triglyceride, one for blood pressure, one for blood sugar. And and I've always asked the same question. If these pills are working, why do we have to refill them every month? Right? That's mm -hmm. a big question. And, and and so medicine for me has become a symptomatic management when it comes to the big four chronic diseases, you know, diabetes, cancer, Alzheimer's, cardiovascular. We we just give patients medicine every every day of their life and they're never coming out of it. And I rebelled against the system. So I wanted to go and and bring a technology that can either prevent, you know, these chronic diseases of happening, or at least delay them. 
mm. and or find another technology that can cure diseases rather than just mitigate them every day. And so I joined the biotech industry, Eli Lilly, and I, and I wanted to learn how to discover products, how to launch technologies in healthcare, how to price them, do marketing, and I did that. And then went on my own and, and set up my own consulting company and was looking all around the world for like a longevity product, for a prevention and longevity product or technology. And to make a long story short, I got educated on the value of nutrition. And, and you know, food is the only product we consume three to five times per day. Some people just do it once or twice, but on average. And, and we do it every day of our life. And we never think about it this way. Like it's the biggest signal. It's the biggest, it's the product we consume the most. How come we never tailored it for prevention? How come we've never tailored food as medicine? But I'm talking true medicine. I'm not talking about just eat healthy and plant-based. It's just how could it be part of the cure? Yeah. And so somebody introduced me to Professor Walter Longo. You mentioned his name. He's um, the head of the Longevity Institute at USC, University of Southern California. He's very famous for his book, The Longevity Diet, and I really recommend everyone buys the book. It's called The Longevity Diet, Amazon bestseller. And Dr. Longo was nominated by Time Magazine among the top 50 most influential people in health uh, because of that discovery. And, and he, he treats food literally as, as a drug or as a medicine. He puts mice trials, human trials, like the same way a pharma or a biotech treats food. This is how... Um, he does it with the University of Southern California and now 17 other universities. So they got together 18 universities and they said, let's treat food as medicine. Let's bring novel food formulations. Mm-hmm. Let's test them in mice. Let's test them in humans. Let's test them first on longevity. And then let's test them as medicine. And, and let us prove what we're talking about. And that's the essence of what attracted me being a physician at that time coming from the biotech industry attracted me to partner with Professor Walter Longo. And we, we, um, he had already registered the company called Alnutra, which basically all the results of the trials go into Alnutra, our company, and we commercialize them to make them accessible to, to people around the world. And just to show the separation between business and science and the honesty and the ethics behind the research, Professor Longo has assigned all his shares to the Create Cures Foundation. So he doesn't make any money or any profits out of the company was just creating a vehicle to be able to disseminate the discoveries and the nutrition programs to people around the world. Now, the key discovery they made was around fasting to answer now directly your question. And a lot of people today are interested or have tried fasting. And and Professor Longo, while a lot of people were studying intermittent fasting, you know, fasting for 16 hours, skipping breakfast, or 18 hours or doing one meal a day, he was studying prolonged fasting. He was, he said, okay, on the short term, if you skip a meal or if you delay eating, you're gonna lose some weight, which has a lot of metabolic benefits as well, on inflammation, on, on your performance, etc." He was very interested with crossing two days, three days, four days of fasting, five days and what happens to the body. And it turns out that for most people around day two, you know, in day one and day two, you have enough fat in the body, you have enough reserves to compensate for fasting, right? This is why you lose weight. The body's fasting, you burn fat, you burn glycogen. The liver helps a little bit as well with neoglucogenesis. But at the end of the day, it's a metabolic compensation to the lack of nutrition. And once you cross that second day, the body tells the cells, hey, I'm, I'm, 
I'm depleting my reserve very fast. We're getting into a crisis. You got to start now consuming intracellular debris and organelles, and you got to rejuvenate and you're going to be at your best so that we survive, right? So it's, it's, if you think about it, if you own a company and you don't have revenues, you can lean so much on your savings in the bank, but when the savings are out, you're going to restructure the company. You're going to try to cut extra expenses. You're going to try to keep your best employees and do business a little bit different. That's exactly what the buddy tells the cells to do is rejuvenate, a process called autophagy, or self-eat and self-rejuvenate. And it won the Nobel Prize in Medicine in 2016. A lot of people think that if you fast for 16 hours or you skip breakfast, you do autophagy, actually that doesn't happen. Yeah. It's not enough crisis, right? It's, it's, again, go back. It's a very simple phenomenon. I mean, go back to the example, if you own your company, I come to you and say, hey, Shemaine, we're going to give you your money tomorrow rather than today. You'll be like, okay, I'll wait for tomorrow. I'm not going to restructure and cut and fire. <laughs> but yeah. you got to get into crisis to, to... So autophagy for most people is like a second or third day phenomenon. And then what we've seen in mice, it wasn't just the cells rejuvenating. If you go in deeper crisis on day three and day four, the body starts killing the old cells and push the younger stem cells to replace those, right? Mm-hmm. Go back to the company. You own a company, so you have a thousand employees and and you're, you don't have revenues suddenly, like you're fasting. You depleted the money in the bank. That's the first period. Second period, you're cutting the budgets and you're restructuring. And third period, like you're stuck, you still have no money, and now you're gonna have to a little bit fire some people and do deeper changes, right? And 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 try to lean on everything that's cost effective. The body does the same thing, says, Hey, I have old cells, they're not producing great work and they're consuming nutrition. Let me kill them. We call them senescent cells, and let me push the younger one, the stem cells, to replace those. That's proven in mice models. It's not yet proven in full this killing stem cells and, and rejuvenating the, the uh, new stem cells in humans yet. But it's, a, it's an assumption, it's a, it's a theory to be tested. Um, but the process of intracellular rejuvenation is proven with fasting in humans. So, um, so we got noticed, we, we, we were like, Dr. Longo was amazed by discovering this miracle of biology. The body in a very natural way is fasting and suddenly you're losing a lot of weight, you're improving your metabolism, and you're rejuvenating your cells. That could be a very big bio-age reversal. It could be a very big pro-aging, pro-health, sorry, pro-longevity mm-hmm. and pro-health span intervention. And that's the link that people always ask me why fasting is linked to longevity, because you're doing the metabolic reset and you're doing cellular rejuvenation. And there's nothing today in pharma or, or nutrition that induces both uh, metabolic reset and cellular rejuvenation at the same time. Now, obviously, people cannot fast in general for five and, and four and five days. Same way, you don't want the head of a company to every time have no money and go through cycles of cuts. And so, when the National Institute of Health in the U.S. saw the research in mice, because you can fast mice, mm-hmm. and the benefits that was doing for the longevity and 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 as intervention as medicine. They give tens of millions of dollars to the research, and they give a few millions of dollars to us as a company to kind of develop the fasting, mimicking nutrition. Can we nourish the body? That was the big question. Can we nourish the body while keeping the cells in a fasting mode? And that took a good 12 years 
12 to 13 years in development. It's a very specific formulation of food. It's all plant-based. There's no chemicals. There's no, it's actually very high premium ingredients. And the researchers at the 17, at the 18 universities we talked about, and, and especially under the leadership of USC and Walter Longo, they were testing how much can I feed the cell of every macronutrient before the cell says, says, says I'm satisfied. So there's 77 macronutrients that were tested and each one up to the dose where when you provide it to the body, the body does not recognize the food. Now it's much more complicated than that. Mm -hmm. Nutrient sensing pathways and there's the TOR pathway and a PKA pathway and a RAS pathway and you don't want to trigger those. And so there's a little bit of uh, 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 detailed medical and scientific language there. But in general, the fasting mimicking diet has been designed to nourish the body while the cells not being satisfied. So it's like you own the company and you need a million dollars per month to, to you know, I, I'll come and I'll give you 500,000. Um, and I'll say, you know what, we're going to earmark it for you to pay your employees and to pay for your supply so that you have products to sell and your business continue in a healthy way. But we're going to starve everything else so that you restructure everything else. Think about it this way. So just to, um, I'm just going to stop you there for a minute just to clarify with people. So this is fasting. And anyone who's done longer fasting knows that by day two, at the end of day two, that's the hardest. Once yes. you kind of get past that hump, then you're like, oh, well, I could do this for ages. But it can, compliance is a big part of fasting, obviously. And most people are familiar with fasting but this is where the fasting mimicking diet comes in, which allows people to fast, but still have food while keeping these signaling mechanisms low. A lot of researchers, not including Dr. Longo, but there are some other health professionals and researchers who've done a lot of talk around fasting mimicking that people may know of. And it was always more the approach well, you can have these foods as long as they're a fat or some sort of fat to keep that insulin response low, and then the body won't technically break a fast. But you guys are doing a different approach now where it's not just fat, it's all macros, but it's dose dependent. Yeah, because you want to mimic fasting by nourishment, not by starvation, right? So you can give somebody ketones, right? And, and they will be fasting, but they will be truly fasting, which is you talked about compliance, but there's safety as well, right? Mm -hmm. So your brain, people forget, like the brain is, has to function every day while fasting. The kidneys, the heart, the heart has to pump all the time. And, and the fasting by ketones is just a, another starvation fasting. The fasting mimicking nutrition technology or the fasting mimicking diet is a fasting by nourishment. So, and that's the beauty. So we're merging compliance, people do it. It has 89 to 91% compliance rate, one of the highest in, in diets. And it nourishes your body with the carbs and the proteins that you need and the fats and the supplementation. So it's a full nourishment program that is giving you the benefits of fasting. It's not a starvation fasting, you know, uh, with, with, with pure ketosis. And that's very important for compliance and safety. Yeah, but it's just manipulated that these doses are are lower, so they're not signaling these different pathways for mTOR, for example, for growth and whatnot. Yes, yes, it's it's designed on a systemic level not to spike. You mentioned insulin, but also IGF because IGF is another growth hormone with proteins. So at the at the systemic level, 
the carbs and the proteins do not spike insulin and do not spike IGF. So on a systemic blood level, the hormones that take you from being catabolic to anabolic saying, hey, we're satisfied, I'm not spiked. So the body in general is not recognizing the food. And then at the cellular level, we studied the TOR pathway, the PK and the RAS pathway, and we studied each micronutrient. By the time they get into that pathway, are they triggering fasting or not? Or when, how much of each you can give without the cell being satisfied? Yeah, yeah. So I'm part of the, obviously a lot of this is the, helping with prevention of disease and all these diseases associated with aging, especially um, the excessive aging that a lot of people experience nowadays because of just the way we live. But a lot of your work, and correct me if I'm wrong, around this has also been around diabetes. And we know that one in three people pretty much, and I see Europe catching up pretty fast. I was there recently and I was blown away at how many similarities I saw between Europe and America and Canada. And I was like, this is insane. Just, just donut shops and poor habits left, right and center just popping up everywhere. So some of your work has been specifically around helping pre-diabetics and diabetes. And I work with so nearly every person I talk to has some sort of blood sugar issue. So you guys also, was it your was it Dr. Longo and yourself who had that study come out in the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology around the fasting mimicking and diabetes? Yeah. So we published 18 papers now, medical papers and scientific. And you mentioned longevity and then you mentioned diabetes. We've done diabetes, cancer. We're waiting for the results on Alzheimer's and autoimmune diseases. Having said that, because I'm the CEO and we sell products, I cannot talk about a product claim directly, but what I will tell you is that, uh, because I want to separate, you know, Prolon is the consumer product, and I want to make sure that if people today go and buy the Prolon, P-R-O-L-O-N product, is it's, it's for healthy aging, it's for optimization of metabolic markers, but we don't want to position it today for diabetes or cancer. The fasting mimicking diet indeed has been studied for those conditions. Indeed, we have very interesting clinical outcomes. And actually, we're launching the diabetes remission program on June 15. So in, in, in a couple of months, we're going to start launching the first program that has a dietitian-coordinated uh, fasting mimicking nutrition delivered program to induce diabetes regression and remission. So um, you hit on, on one of our passions, um, obviously diabetes, especially personally for me, I've always, one, one of my reasons leaving medicine actually was because of that, because diabetes is a foodborne disease, right? It's not genetics, it's a small percentage that's genetics. It's a small percentage that is, you know, uh, special disorders or a type one. The overwhelming majority is a lifestyle disease. And I always wondered how come we approve drugs to treat diabetes and none of them treats diabetes. It just moves mm -hmm. the sugar from the blood to the cells. And then the overstock of sugar becomes fat, becomes more insulin resistance. So you're advancing the patient forward, right? This is why most diabetic patients, they start on metformin. They then after a year or two, they add another drug after a year to another drug, then the first injectable. And then after you know a few years, they go on insulin. You don't hear, oh, my uncle was diabetic. Thank God he took medication. And next month he was not diabetic any longer. Yeah. 
Jesse takes medication up until he becomes insulin dependent. It's one of the, the, the unconspired conspiracy theory in medicine where, where the drugs are advancing almost the disease. The solution to diabetes is a lifestyle solution. You eat healthy, you exercise, you sleep better, you stress less, and you be happy. If you achieve a few of those, the five, I'm going to mention them again, nutrition, diet, stress, sleep, and happiness. You achieve those, and there's a good chance that you're going to help at least regress diabetes, right, if it's not fully in use remission. What we have done is, okay, it's a disease of overeating. Let's see fasting, right? So you go to the opposite. Let's see if I give you signals of fasting, would that even reverse diabetes or, or support a diabetes regression faster? And this is what we have done in two trials. One is non-published and one you mentioned, the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology, where we showed that we're reducing HbA1c by 1.4 points. That's like triple the pharma approval of the approval floor. And then we reduce body weight by 22 pounds and insulin resistance by 59%. So instead of launching just the fasting nutrition, the fasting mimicking diet, we're actually launching that with a dietitian and an app so that the program itself supports uh, disease remission and regression. And compliance, because and compliance. not everyone, because it is five days, correct me if I'm wrong, and most people are not going to clean fast for five days. There is a big aspect there of helping it be more feasible, I think, for more people to actually do. Yeah. I mean, again, the beauty with the fasting and making nutrition, as we said, is an 89 to 91% compliance because it's only five days and you're eating. Mm -hmm. You know, we... we People say, oh, prolon is fasting, which is true, but prolon is nutrition. It's five days nutrition. You can order it in Canada and the U.S. We deliver in both. We're in 14 countries now. But it's actually food that gives you, that's giving you the benefits of fasting. So it, it like you say, it improves compliance dramatically. And is it more, though, calorie? I know you've got the lower dosage for the signaling mechanisms but does that push it more than on the calorie restriction side of things? Like what are the calories like for those five days? Yeah, I get this question a lot, especially when if uh, from dietitians and health, because it, it, and the answer is not a calorie play. Mm -hmm. So to give you an idea, the exit, the prolon today is 1,100 calorie on day one and it's 800 calories day two, three, four, and five. Okay. The fasting mimicking diet that we test for Alzheimer's because they're older patients is 1,200 calories every day. Okay. So calorie is only part of the game. The art mm -hmm. of the game was more the nutrient sensing pathways, the macronutrients, what time of the day, what time of the night, how can I protect the muscle at night so that you keep the metabolic rate high? How can I use the levels of cortisols and insulin fluctuations during the day? How can I mix different ingredients so that absorption slows down and you don't spike the absorption of sugar? And so there's a lot of technology there. It took $36 million and 12 years to develop the fasting mimicking diet. And a lot of people think, oh, let me read the label. Let me try to do it at home. Or let me, yeah. And then it doesn't happen. It's just a lot of technology, a lot of research went into it. I'm glad you uh, mentioned the food combining there. People don't realize how important it is to do specific food combinings. 
but are you also then recommending people stick to a feeding window while following this? Is there specific times, like we want you to have first meal at this time based on the circadian rhythm and so on? Yeah, we, we're a big proponent that you know, people should eat between 6 and 8 p.m. And then, you know, let your body spend a good couple of hours before you sleep. And then the second day, eat at your you know, leisure, 7, 8, 9, 9 a.m. We have a morning bar. We don't push people to do 16 hours while, while they're on prolonged on the fasting mimicking that because they're fasting regardless. Yeah, yeah. So, so you don't need to do it in the terms of fasting within the fasting. fasting. Yeah. So what we need to do here is to give them nourishment at the right time. And we are actually proponents of eating something in the morning. We have the fast bar and the fast shake. People can buy those at retail as well. Um, and, and because in the morning, we're more proponent of what we call front end intermittent fasting. Eat dinner early and still have something for breakfast, even if it's a later breakfast, because in the morning is when your body, the essential organs, uh, why you lose why you lose fat if you do the 16 hours? Because in the morning, your body is at high burn. The brain is thinking, the muscles are moving. It's the, But at the same time is when the, the essential organs need the most the calories if you starve them, right? You lose weight, but you're starving the essential organs. So this is why we come here and, and we are a fasting mimicking nutrition. So you do the fasting bar in the morning or you do the fast shake in the morning. You're nourishing the essential organ while keeping the body in a catabolic fat burning method. And that's the theory of all our ingredients in Prolon is how can I keep the body thinking that there's no food and burning fat while I'm giving you food and you're nourishing the essential organs. So is the proposal that this approach, the fasting mimicking can completely potentially reverse diabetes in some people. Well, that's a that's a huge claim, and 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 and. That's why I said potentially. No, no one's no one CEO will say yes to that, even even at linear Pfizer. But what what we can say is that in two trials we tested the potential of the fasting mimicking nutrition, the fasting mimicking diet, to help patients decrease their HbA1c and needing less medication. For us. We're much more interested in regression and remission, meaning can you need less medication and can you go off medication? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, in one of the trials, many patients went to no medication and overwhelming majority needed less medication. Which is incredible because we rely so much on so many different medications nowadays. So the, the, your statement is right. We said every, in, in, in doctors and people say, wow, fasting mimicking nutrient technology can need i mean of course i mean diabetes is a foodborne disease right i have i have a slide sometimes i present right i, I show like a a gimmick of a, a guy with a hammer hitting another person on the head repetitively and the other person say i have a headache say okay how can you help him say stop hitting him okay and then another guy running 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 and his muscles are tired say how can you help him? say let him stop run okay and then the other guy eating, 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 and he gets diabetes. How can you help him? In this case, everyone says, let him stop eating. He's like, no, give him medication. Like, why in this case? You got to give him medication. Yeah. And, it's, and it's, it's phenomenal. We, you know, and, and I am a physician, and, and I learned that diabetes is insulin resistance, and you take a pill for the rest of your Like, nobody told us the story about a pill that reverses it. The story on diabetes should be mainly a story of lifestyle change and programs around nutrition to reverse the essence of the disease. And if you fail, if some people are too, too attached to their food, then okay, they have to default 
to medication, not start with medication. Yeah, there is a huge mindset component and that aspect of getting uncomfortable, which is where the mimicking diet can help because you're still having food. It almost breaks my heart and I'm sure yours too to see and hear of so many people on 10 different medications when you know inside you there is another way to do this you do not have to live like this but again not everyone is willing to give up their lifestyle or get uncomfortable which is unfortunate yeah. so we I agree met with you yeah I agree with you but education is important because most people also, they don't know that they have these other, other options. They don't think about diabetes as a lifestyle disease because the system, including doctors, by the way, right? I mean, when we showed the data to the doctors, they were, they were very positively surprised, though. Like, is that, wow, like, is that right? Of course, I mean, what's the other way? It's, it's a disease of excess of food. you got to go and mitigate your body and help your body eat less food. Or on the extreme, if you want to fix it fast, you go to fasting. I mean that's the that's the that's the logical answer to the cause, but we've never had medicine and medical education tailored towards that. It was always tailored to okay, you diagnose, you give them this pill, it will move blood sugar more to the cells. So when you measure blood sugar, it shows lower. The the sugar didn't disappear out of the blood; it just moved to the cells, and it became fat there, which yeah. increases insulin resistance. Which now you need more medication. Yeah, vicious cycle. And it's a crazy dichotomy. On one hand, the most one of the most popular Instagram hashtags is hypocrites and it's let food be thy medicine. And then on the other hand, it just doesn't click with people. It, it is actually our medicine. Should it be utilized properly? And, and I agree with that. And this is why I, I came specifically to Alutra and to Prolon, because also People say food is medicine, but when you look at the most nutrition company, they're also business driven and they also are cutting corners, right? You know, they want to sell you a, a Mars and a Snickers on the right hand and they want to tell you I can help you on the left and the left side hand with something different. They want to sell you, you know, a gluten free product, but they don't, they're hiding how many preservative and how many GMO ingredients they have. They want to tell you like I'm going to sell you proteins and then when, when you see the tricks in every you know, if you have any ingredient that's below 2%, you don't have to declare it on the on this. You can have five ingredients below 2% and you don't declare it in the production uh, on the label. And I learned this big time when I came to Alutra. I didn't know all these tricks. I was, you know, a, a, a doctor, but I didn't know a lot about nutrition and a lot of, of these games. And I was shocked how most companies that we consume from, they're just, you know, in, oh, veganism is good. Okay, now we'll send you the vegan ice cream which is vegan, but it has all the worst. You know, <laughs> it's like a vegan, bur a vegan burger with a lot of colorants, right? I mean, there's, it's like cheating. The, the Nutrition businesses are behaving mostly as businesses, and therefore they want to cut their costs with quality of ingredients and increase their margins. And they play on one or two angles. This is gluten-free, has a lot of vitamins, it's healthy, but then it is not. And what we try to be at Anitra is we try to be ethical in the quality of the ingredients, in the production. In the, and it, it bothers us a lot because it delays the discoveries, increase the cost of production. We have, you know, our products are on average very expensive, but they're one of the cleanest thing. You know, I eat our products every day. I do the fast bar. I do where we're just launching now the first longevity chocolate. 
and mm-hmm. and I do the prolon. I do so me, my family, my kids, my wife, my parents. We're all in our products, and I produce something that's really of high quality and clean for for consumption. It's so unfortunate about the health nutrition or health food industry. I say it a lot to my people. You know, there is this huge marketing. They're still in it for the money. Just because they tell you it's healthy does not mean that it's healthy. I mentioned to you in the beginning, I started a new group this morning, and half of my time is spent saying, I'm sorry, no, that's not a good product. And they will tell me, but I thought this was healthy or everyone's yeah. saying that. And I'm like, no, it's definitely not like your yeah. example with a vegan burger, not to kind of bully on any one category, but it, you're, a lot of beef burgers, especially if you make it at home, it's just the beef. It's not all these extra ingredients. And then what that then does, it puts in an element of doubt when a really good company like your own that has integrity, that their products are efficacious, then people are doubtful because they've had these poor experiences with other companies who swore, no, no, our stuff is healthy when it's not really. Yeah. And, and I agree. I mean, you know, what we take pride off is you have an inventor who is a PhD I'm the CEO and chairman of the board, MD, PhD, and two masters. Chief medical officer is a Harvard uh, a head of diabetes uh, at the Joslin Clinics. And we have more dietitians and MDs and PhDs in it, and proportionally to the number of, of staff than any other company. And, you know, go, go with, with the choices. People make these choices, and we made the choice that we want ethical, solid you know evidence-based medicine behind or evidence-based nutrition behind our products and um people can read more about uh, about us on lnutra.com read the science we have a science section you read the articles the results and um and we're all over the internet just google us and google troll on our main product and you'll see the reviews and the credibility behind it well, I'm happy to help spread the word so we did just before we start to wrap up we did discuss diabetes which I will kind of categorize with the insulin resistance blood sugar people what who else would benefit from something like this from a fasting mimicking so uh, again not to position it as as for a disease but the fasting mimicking nutrient technology we studied it we have eight trials that we studied on cancer the cancer loves food right and and a lot of patients with cancer they lose weight and the doctors give them high protein diets. They lose weight because the cancer is eating everything. Cancer is a cell that loves to grow without inhibition. And then when, when it grows fast locally, it goes everywhere, it becomes metastatic, right? Mm-hmm. So it, lo- it, it needs food. And, and the problem that we do today is sometimes we overfeed the patient, especially with protein, cancer loves proteins, by the way, and carbs. And what we have discovered is that if you fast cancer and then you hit it with chemotherapy on day four or five or immune therapy or hormone therapy you actually are catching the cancer at its weakest because it was starving it was fasting it doesn't have nutrients to to resist the chemotherapy it doesn't have it cannot use the ingredients to to go become resistant or go run the chemo the normal cells of the body will be hibernating so when you fast the body normal cells stop replication right chemo mm-hmm. kills cells in replication cycle is why you lose hair because hair replicates fast. You, you have GI side effects because the cells, the GI side effect, you lose white blood cells, red blood cells. So when you fast the body before chemo, you're hibernating the normal cells and you're sparing them some of the side effects. Also with fasting, we talked about autophagy and rejuvenation. 
obviously is the immunity is rejuvenated before uh, when you do the fast and attacks cancer while chemo is attacking it. So there's a triple benefits that we tested is this decreasing side effects, weakening cancer and rejuvenating immunity for a better immune attack in conjunction with chemotherapy, in conjunction with hormone therapy or other therapies. And we published two or three articles in breast cancer. We published one in colorectal and we're doing studies now in other prostate and other cancers as well. That's amazing. So, but you mentioned protein there. So I have to ask, what about athletes? What about people who are concerned? Because five days is that the level where if you did a clean fast, yes, you're going to be catabolic at that stage and lose some muscle. So how would that work for us sort of people? That's the beauty of, uh, and let's move away from disease and talk about prolong the product for like the, the, the first fasting mimicking diet because we tested it twice on lean body mass. And we have filed a patent protecting lean body mass. So the difference between calorie restriction going back, I, I one of my purpose today is move you and the experts off calories and talk about the technology of mimicking fasting. So when you do rejuvenation, it, and when you're fasting, you know the stress hormones are high. It's a stress, right? So you have, and one of them is growth hormone. So and that's natural, right? The reaction to fasting has been with us for hundreds of thousands of years as humans on the planet. And if you fast, if the body was weak and consumed the muscle right away, you cannot move or walk and find the next fruit or vegetable. So what the body does when you fast, it breaks down the fat, turns it into ketone to feed the brain so that you don't you stay awake and you keep moving. And it rejuvenates the muscle to keep the muscle and, and increases cortisol and growth hormone to keep the muscle tone high so that you don't undermine the muscle. Now with the fasting mimicking diet, you have another layer the muscle is rejuvenating, there's high growth hormone and there's proteins. That's the beauty about the fasting mimicking diet. It's a nourish fast. Yeah. So what, and we have over-designed it in, at night to spike a little bit insulin and a little bit IGF so that the muscle is overfed at night and is rejuvenating fast. So one of the beauty about doing prolon, a lot of people today say, should I do prolon or Zempic to lose weight? Should I do prolon or other intervention? Mm-hmm. And we have done two testing with prolon to show that you don't lose lean body mass and we find a pattern on protecting lean body mass with prolon. And that's the beauty. So you're cutting fat while protecting the muscle. Mm, so you are getting these questions around the Ozempic, which is like yeah, big time. headlines now. It's crazy. Yeah, big time. Um, you know, prolon has become very popular, um, you know, over a million and something use now. A lot of people talking about it. It's five days. It's, it's The success rate is, is pretty high on it. And one of the most beautiful thing I like about it is you're rejuvenating your cells, which you don't get with other products. So that's a great healthy aging intervention. Um, we just published in Journal of Clinical Medicine a randomized clinical trial showing rejuvenation of the skin. We, for the first time, food is rejuvenating the skins with ARISA testing on the cells. So, and Journal of Clinical Medicine published it. Um, so there's a rejuvenation of the cells. So it's a longevity and healthy aging intervention. And there's fat selective fat cuts while you're protecting muscle and lean body mass that's important because you want to come out of it with performance energy mental clarity and not like typical diets where you're low calorie and you lose a lot of muscle as well and you feel weak at the end are these uh, products derived from whole foods or are you taking different micronutrients and just combining them to make something or how is that working well, it is actually whole. Uh, in most cases, the majority of the product is actually derived from, you know, high-end macadamia and high-end nuts and pecans and walnuts. 
and um, and just the soups are a little bit derived from different you know uh, legumes and and grains and, and and fruits, and they're then powdered so to form the soup that gets shipped to you. So I would say a, a mixture of both. And then the protein that you mentioned is more plant based. Then everything is it's hundred percent plant based. Uh, some people consider honey plant based or not. So we have a little bit of honey in the morning bar. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, plant-based, including the supplements, the supplement cover is actually also plant-based. So we are 100% uh, plant-based. Was that just uh, you wanted to take the plant-based approach? You saw the research or is there a reason why animal products have not kind of been implemented somewhere in the five days? Two reasons. The reason number one is we're very pro-environment and sustainability in in. And you know the number one polluter around the world is actually meat, and the, is the is the is the meat and the animal uh, and the, and and the, the cow industry and the meat industry, but also the meat derived ingredients they spike IGF right. If you have if you eat a steak, you spike IGF the most. If you eat a fish, it's a little bit less. If you eat vegan, it's a little bit lower, right? So the the recognition of the body to uh, meat source of protein is very high. The sequence of amino acid in meat. They actually overspike IGF, so the body wouldn't be fasting. So it's really to control that insulin-like growth factor. Insulin-like growth factor, uh, insulin as well. Healthy fats. The, the most of the fats that you bring from meat are actually unhealthy fat versus the half that exists in macadamia and pecan and walnuts. So that's the third reason, and the fourth reason is for sustainability and pollution. So it's five days. How many times would someone do this a year? Ideally, it's three times. So we have studied a lot, and you rarely hear the CEO telling you, just do three times my diets, right? You have 365 days. I'm just telling you, give me 15 days. Yeah. And so do it once every four months. Um, if you're doing it mainly for healthy aging, metabolic reset, three times. Now, the protocols for if you want to lose, if you have a lot of you know weight you want to shed, you can do it four or five times. For diabetes, for example, we went all the way to six times. So it depends on where you are. You're healthy for longevity three times, carry a little bit of weight, you can do four or five. You have a metabolic thing that you're going after. Now you can get it all the way up to six times. A lot of my um, clients and followers, they're what we would call eager beavers. And they would say, well, I'm going to do this once a month. Is there a cap that you say, no, let's not do this too much? Or because it's whole foods, like you're still getting the nutrition? We did study a full year at Leiden University in Holland. It's top, it's a, it's a, one of the national top health system. Once a month, it, it works. You know, it, you, it's like everything in life is high benefits from doing the initial part, and then the benefits could decrease a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, the same we assume here. Think about again. I compared fasting. What the body does, like a company that. You don't give, they don't get the money, the, the company money. Well, if you put that company in check every month, they'll restructure a little bit, but most of the, the cuts that were made the last month, the previous month, or the previous. So there's some benefit, but versus when you keep the company, let it flourish for four months. Now, if they do some bad hiring, some excess yeah. travel, some things, then, then you come back and you, and you help restructure. So uh, it helps when you have a more of a health purpose. And more of a weight, faster weight shed. There's a special reason why to come back every month and do it. Yeah. But if you don't have that reason, um, then three times a year is a good balance.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then my last question, I promise. Once people stop doing the five days, do they just go back to their norming, normal eating protocol? Or is there, well, maybe you shouldn't go and binge on Cheetos or whatever. Yeah. So in the trials and all the clinical trials, we did not give them any recommendation to change anything because it, it would be a mixed effect, right? People could say, well, because they ate healthy, then you saw the benefits. So in the clinical trials, we don't ask patients to change anything except the five days to, to make sure that that's a, a clear benefit of the five days. Now, a lot of people by design, once they do five days of prolon, and, and they're like, wow, I didn't know that I can, I, I'm not that dependent on meat. I'm not that mm. dependent on major portions, right? late night snacking, all these sins, my Diet Coke, they feel like they are more empowered and they tell us I'm changing my relationship with food. So one of the major actually benefits is people say, hmm, I didn't, first of all, they're, they're happy because anyone can do five days, right? Mm. We're not preaching here, go on six week challenge, go on 90 days, anyone can do five days of anything. So, so most people succeed. Day two and three, as you said, are difficult as the first time, if you do it, just a transition to autophagy, but most people succeed on it. Number two, they feel like empowered. They feel like they're not addicted to big portions anymore. They're not addicted to late night snacking. So it's a major benefit. We definitely tell people to eat healthy after now in the market too, so that we help them you know, go on a pescatarian or flexitarian diets. These are the two diets that are the most correlated with longevity. If you want to be active and build muscle, then you can do a little bit more flexitarian and include, you know, a little bit more animal sources of meat. We are launching our longevity drink. We call it the L drink that has 24 grams of protein. And we studied not to over spike IGF. So you're mm -hmm. getting the proteins, but you're not accelerating aging. We're launching that in June. And, uh, and otherwise for longevity, a pescatarian or a flexitarian diet. So people are almost having this light bulb moment of, oh, maybe I actually can do this. Maybe I can be healthier or eat less or choose better choices. And it's not that horrible. Yeah. And, and it inspires you every time to, oh, I did the pro, I did the five days. Let me now change a little bit. With time, you might default back. And this is when you do it again. And it's just an inspiration. You know, life is about tiny wins. Right? Yeah. It's about these small wins that build up and then you change your behavior versus most most people, including myself in the past, are like, okay, Monday I'm starting, right? And you start on something that is too big of a change for you that you fail after a few days or after a few weeks. Yeah. With Prolon, you're saying, hey, I'm starting Monday, I'm finishing on Friday. A lot of people love subscribing to something that that is done in one week. That's actually the approach I take with my clients. I'm like, well, you could five days. Can you give me five days? That's not too yeah. long. And some, most of the time we're so busy during the week, it's easier to do stuff Monday to Friday. Yeah. This has been fascinating. Thank you so much for your time. Um, like all other interviewers and podcasters, please tell us where my followers can find out more about you. I know you've got some amazing content and I do have some people that I'll share the studies with because they actually do like to read the studies. Yeah. So if you want to read about the science and the studies, you can go to L-Nutra. L is for longevity through nutrition. This is the name of our company, L-Nutra, N-U-T-R-A.com. Mm -hmm. There's a full, there's, you can read about our mission, who we are. You can actually check the leadership and everyone, the founder of the story. But there's a section on science where you can lead, read about the, the science and the clinical trials. If you want to read more about the products, you can go to prolonfast.com. 
and you can read more about our products. If you want to know a little bit more about my personal mission, my uh, my beliefs, my my uh, uh, if you on my social uh, social media, I'm mostly active on LinkedIn uh, under under Dr. Joseph Anton, and the same on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. It's Dr. Joseph Anton would be my handle. Okay, awesome. Maybe I'll send you a LinkedIn request then. Yes. But I do um I do have a lot of the links, so I will share them in the description and we'll definitely keep a close eye on what happens next. Because like I said, there's I even had some areas of confusion around fasting mimicking because so many people were all about let's just stick with the fats and not stimulate the mTOR and the insulin response. But now you're introducing well that might be even too extreme for a lot of people. So now we have another option, which is awesome. Yeah, you want to fast by nourishment if you can versus then starvation. And again, invite people to check Prolon and, and you'll read more about it. Yeah, thank you for your time. This is incredible because it's great that we do now have these other options we can give to people, not just one option all the time. So thank you for the work that you're doing. Keep it up and I'll keep an eye on things. And if there's any changes, maybe we'll have you back on the future to give us some updates on some of these studies and what's happening too. Appreciate you very much. And we'll talk soon. Thank you. Have a great bye. day. Bye. You too. You too. Bye-bye.